Hey, welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Good afternoon, people. This is Jim Ronning, and I'm with Gary Callagher, and we're going to have a full hour today. Mr. Callagher, how are you doing on this pre-Thanksgiving Saturday? Jim, we're doing real good. We haven't been on uh, for an hour for quite some time. We've had a lot of uh, local sports here over the last uh, several weeks, so it's uh, good to be back uh, and bringing you know, the best local national real estate news to our listeners. And, uh, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving boy, we're already here next week. So we're going to be, uh, this year's, I don't know for you, but this year has gone by really quick and yeah. the, um, it's been a fascinating real estate year. It's just, there's been so much that has happened, uh, locally, nationally, you know, uh, so, uh, going to be a lot to talk about today. And, uh, uh, I know we want to start off with just some real estate news, you know, get everybody up to speed to what's going on. And, uh, Jim, the big, big story uh, still in our market is the real estate mortgage interest rates. And uh, um, I don't know if you've yeah. heard, but <laughs> guess what? The um, the mortgage interest rates have dropped. Yeah. Yes, they, they have. And they dropped significantly. <laughs> and it's it's um uh there's a lot of people out there that are really i think bummed out you know the last right. couple of months these mortgage interest rates have skyrocketed and i personally had two transactions recent transactions that the the buyers had to lock in and they were at seven and a half percent seven and a half percent i mean that that was the, the highest that i that i think it's gotten well, and those were those are properties that have already closed, right? One of them is closing uh, next week, Thanksgiving week. Yes, one of them already did close, and um, and and the one that already closed was kind of a high dollar house. It was over five hundred thousand dollars, and seven and a half percent interest on on a on a mortgage. You know, yeah, there was a little bit of a down payment. You know, I think they put about fifteen percent down. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty significant, uh, you know, payment difference when you calculate what people were paying at the beginning of the year versus, you know, what they got. And so they were really bummed out because first of all, they've been looking for two years for a house. We've made multiple offers on houses, been in multi in competition on every single offer that we've, we've put in on houses and it's, it's been an exhausting process. And, and then to find the house and a, and a house that they really liked, it was everything that they were looking for, um, that to have that interest rate be kind of like just a kind of a bummer, you know, you know, to, uh, you know, such a downer for everything that they've been through with housing and then to find a house they like, but it's like, oh, now we got to pay seven and a half percent interest. We don't have no choice, you know, because that's what the rates are. Right. And yeah. and now now the rates, Jim, on these conventional thirty year terms, they're at six point two five. Yeah, it's been it's really it's really made an adjustment, you know. It's huge. And guess what? It happened right after the election. Yeah, it right did. after the day after the election, these things changed, and so. Uh, so, the, the, and and the other one that we're closing next week, they're uh, at, at seven and a half percent, and and this is a single gal, and she's she, she was texting me as early as Thursday saying, "Oh my God, 
oh my God, what, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And so, you know, we contacted the lenders on these things and uh, on these particular transactions. And we said, Hey, look, these are new mortgages. What options do they have to, to re- can they refinance right away? And the answer was no, you can't refinance right away. And they, they have to make at least seven payments on these mortgages and then they'll refinance them. Um, so they're stuck in them for a little while. And one of the mortgages on the, on the, um, the high dollar home, their lender did tell them that, you know, you can refinance and we will not charge you any closing yeah. costs. That was going to be my question. Or are they just going to rewrite the, rewrite the note? Cause you know, ultimately I'm sure they don't want to lose it. Um, you know, to, to another, another lender, um, you know, and people might do that out of spite. If I've got to pay closing costs, I'm going to be with you seven months and then I'm gone seven months, one day from now, you know? So I, I, I guess I can see the, the lender's point. I'm very surprised that seven months was all they had to wait. Um, you know, because I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe a year, you know? Yeah, I did too. I did too. But that, and I was surprised when they said that as well. Um, but, uh, you know, our friends in the, in the mortgage industry, you know, we all know that the refinance market has completely dried up. So this is going to like jumpstart that, you know, there's going to be a wave of refinance that's going to go on, you know, as we get into next year. And, uh, I think we'll start to see some higher, you know, they lost tens of thousands of jobs in the mortgage in- in- industry across the country, you know, in the last several months. Yeah. So you know, I think we'll see that market begin to pick up. You know what's interesting down here, um, and I know it's not the same for at least um, one big builder up north because he's a friend of mine and I talked to, talk to Mr. Gustafson quite a bit. Um, the, the, the home builders down here were, were so busy and they still are fulfilling orders, um, but with these interest rates, I guess the big changes, they've lost a lot of their future orders. Um, people have backed out um, of their of their new house because you know they can't really get their loan until they start the construction process, and um, you know so a lot of people are backing out and and the builders themselves are coming up with incentives for the buyers to save these deals, including buying down their interest rate. So I found that very interesting um, that the the. The, the thing has flipped because of the interest rate on, on, you know, now builders are kind of whining down here. I want to, I, and I really want to say it that way because it's true, you know, like, ah, you know, they're just like, they were, they were able to raise their prices and make some really decent money um, quite quickly down here. And now they've had this, this rash of cancellations, um, you know, that, that have come through and, and, and they're trying to save those deals. So they're, they're putting incentives out there for the buyers to, to, to hang in there. And, and I think that the buyers are probably starting to wise up that, well, you'll build my same house now for $25,000 less, <laughs> you know, to somebody new. You know, so there's a lot of interesting things that have happened because of the interest rates. Correct. How are so, we doing on time, Jim? I mean, are we... Uh, oh, wait, we've got, we got uh, another four minutes here on this first segment. Okay. The, um, so just continuing on with this, these mortgage interest rates and, you know, what they've done to the market. I mean, the, um, we all know that the, that the, um, uh, the amount of transactions nationally has slipped, 
something really interesting locally here that that look, when you look at the statistics uh, for uh, you know the sales and everything all year long, Jim, up here in the Twin Ports, and this is in in the Duluth area market, we've had over three hundred properties that are pending or waiting to close on on a weekly basis for as long as I can remember. Yeah. That number has slipped significantly. Oh yeah, same and, here. And, and you know, we've talked uh, about how the market up here is really good. It's really active. I mean, there's multiple offers on things, but the number of pending properties is less than half of what it has been on a weekly basis throughout the year this year. And so uh, you know, I, whether, what that means for the twin ports, whether that's a seasonally adjusted type of a, of a, a, a number, uh, I, I don't know, but, but when I looked at that number this week, I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> you know, we've been in, in over 300 carrying over 300 properties pending. And in some cases, 350 properties pending on a weekly basis throughout the year. And we're at 140 right now. And right. so that's, that's, that's a yeah, pretty that's significant drop when you when you compare it to you know what we've been experiencing experiencing and not only this year Jim but last year I mean these pe- these pending numbers that we've had have been extremely healthy and you know un- unlike anything that we've ever seen and it's been going on for over 2 years so the fact that we're less than half that now um is is an eye opener to me and it I guess it remains to be seen that uh, if this is something that is just seasonally adjusted, you know, as we go into our, our, our holiday season, our winter slumber, so to speak, up here, you know, when it comes to housing. Uh, but we'll continue to watch that one. Well, and I think uh, and that, how it, you know, coming out of this, coming out of the highest, um, the, 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 the most appreciating market that we've probably ever seen, now the interest rates go up um, and now they come back down. We might be settling back into the kind of seasonality that we used to be, that you used to be used to up there in the Northland. I, I'm kind of very interested to see what's going to happen down here. You know, after Thanksgiving, that's when, that's when people start arriving. That's when, you know, people start thinking, all right, let's buy a place down, down south. Um, so I, I wonder what our season is going to be like down here as well. And, you know, it's all it's all going to be it's all going to be uh, out there to, to, to study for us, and, and we'll we'll keep our we'll keep our listeners up to date on that. But yeah, very interesting dynamics that are all at work on on many angles. So, well, I know coming up at the next segment, we got an interesting story, and something you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago when it comes to rental properties, and uh, you know, big big national lenders getting involved in buying properties for rental. So that, that'll be an interest, interesting subject. Well, uh, and there's, but, there's also some, there's, there's some blowback on that too. There's uh, some of the consumer advocates are coming out and talking about, you know, what that's going to mean for the American home buyer and the American home renter, especially coming up. All right, Gary, we are at our break now. So folks hang in there. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the twin ports real estate show, Jim Ron and Gary Gallagher, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here on Saturday from 12 to 1 today. Um, Gary, it looks like we might be in a normal rotation of hourly shows coming up. So folks, um, 
tune in from 12 to 1 on KDAL, and uh, you'll, you'll hear your, your favorite real estate guys. <laughs> That's what we think, anyway, on the air. So, But, Mr. Callagher, before we get started, why don't you give us your phone number? Our 218-390-0615 up here in the Twin Ports, and both, licensed in both uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah, and uh, down here in Florida, 218-348-7653. All right, so let's get into it. So, um, hey, why don't Jim, you... I just I want to I want to uh, jump in here quick because I think that there's a possibility on the Thanksgiving weekend show that um, the Gophers may play, or the Bulldogs may play, and so there's a possibility that we won't be on that that one weekend. But I think then after that weekend, if they don't play. If they do play, then we'll be in a regular rotation. So just a uh, programming note there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, why don't you bring us into this story? And then I've got, I've got several comments on it, several things that I've read that's fun that, that you and I are reading about the same thing. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the company. It's called BlackRock. And what they have been doing over the last couple of years, purchasing up uh, a massive amounts of single-family homes. Uh to uh, buy them as renters and, and becoming the, you know, they're building an investment portfolio for real estate. Um, there's another big giant banker getting into the uh, single family home real estate portfolio and it's JP Morgan. Right. And last month they uh, unveiled a property management system uh, to help landlords operate their properties and tenants to pay the rent. And uh, this past week they unveiled a major new, um, landlord that could benefit from the service, and that landlord was itself. <laughs> oh yeah. J.P. Morgan is going to get into uh, buying real estate, single-family homes, and they're going to raise a billion dollars uh, and and uh, join it, join into the uh, a frenzy of uh, buying a wave of what they call institutional investors. Yes, yeah. And uh, they're going to buy single-family homes to rent them out. And um, they're, uh, they're, they're actually forming a partnership with a, uh, uh, an institutional investor called Haven Realty and Capital to acquire and build a massive portfolio of single-family rentals home. And uh, this, uh, what they're saying is, and again, we're in a little bit of a housing recession, so uh, the for-sale housing market has been – significantly hampered by this recession, Jim, and uh, fears of inflation, raising interest rates, uh, they're placing a burden on home builders that we just talked about, and um, they're, um, uh, what they're doing, and you, you, we've seen this as these housing markets rise and fall and rise and fall, and what has happened, you know, in these dips recessionary dips that we have in housing and these big institutionalized uh, uh, investors, they come out and they start buying these houses up and they're looking for specific properties in specific areas, Jim, and they want to buy um, uh, and, they're, and they're going to target homes in the, what they call the uh, communities across the Sun Belt, And they're looking for, up to 200 homes between, uh, and they have to have between 1,500 and 2,500 square feet. And they're developing their um, property management company. It's called uh, Story. This is it's a property management platform, and uh, it will screen tenants, communicate with them, collect payments, and uh, 
They'll even analyze the properties that they're interested in buying before buying them. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's, wow. I mean, I, I think it's the death of Americana, um, of the American dream. You know, when these when these companies come in and it's and it's kind of already happening where the big institutional um, investing, you know, groups are, are they're they're alive and well down here and communities down here, at least, are are combating it because they have um, they have different neighborhood associations and they all agree to be, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a, um, you know, someplace where they, where they mow your lawn every week or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be where it's a gated community. You know, it's just a community that was, that's formed and can pass their own rules. And down here, they're combating that. They're saying that, um, like in my community, they passed two rules, Gary. Um, the big one that that's going to impact those is that once, you buy a house, and I live in a place called Seminole Lakes. Once you buy in Seminole Lakes, if you're a new buyer, you have to wait two years before you can rent it out. So they're exactly pinpointing right at these investment companies. Um, these big, you know, J.P. Morgan. You know, remember J.P. Morgan was the company that borrowed the United States money in order to, to you know, not go under. Um, so J.P. Morgan has been around for a long, long, long time, um, you know, and, and that's what they're doing down here. There's community after community that are adopting these rules. Um, and I think it's at first I was thinking, wow, that really is going to be hurtful and impactful in a negative way to the real estate community down here. But now as I read and read and read the same things that you're looking at. I'm thinking, thank God they did, you know, because I think it's a, I, you know, I think it's stealing the American dream from America's youth and, you know, it's the, the money's all going to funnel up and it, it's, you know, I think it's a serious issue because the, when people buy their first home, um, it is the, it is the best way for them to, you know, that equity is the biggest wealth builder that they may ever know, you know, for the average, you know, um, Joe and Jane American. Um, so yeah, they're, that's what they're doing down here. And I'm, and, and I'm seeing it, um, in community after community. Um, so, well, I think this is an interesting, uh, story. And I think that there's a couple fronts on this thing that are worth exploring, uh, whether, whether this is, is part of the, everything that's going on. I certainly don't know, but but some of it to me makes sense. And we, when you look at this and the, um, what these, what they call institutional investors have been, they've been pouring money into, in, into acquiring not only houses, Jim, but they're acquiring communities of housing right. in, in the Sunbelt areas. Um, and they're also forming partnerships with U.S. home builders. Yep. And, and what they're doing and those is guys, we talked about them earlier. They're looking yep. for deals right now. They're looking for ways to make sure that they're, you know, that they're building. And so, yeah, I, 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 that makes sense. But, but what they're doing is they're looking at, at forming these partnerships at, with these home builders to build housings. And there's a, there's a key phrase in, in, in some of the language here. They're going to build homes that will remain single family re rentals. They'll remain. I mean, if they're going to put covenants 
deed restrictions on these things to where they remain they will remain in perpetuity as single family rentals that to me is a really significant issue you know that these things can never become you know uh, you know you can never get sell them and have them as a single family home to somebody that wants to buy a house they're yeah, going to remain so rentals i think the battle lines are being drawn right you've got communities well, that are existing you, trying to block them out um, and on the other end, these, these ones are having, you know, covenants that it'll never be anything but a rental. And you know, the, you know what the sad part is, is, um, some of the rental prices that, uh, that have been un, unaffected by, you know, the downturn in the economy, because we still have a lot of people down here. And I know up there too, that are, it's, it's hard to still get a rental. Is that the same case in, in, in the Duluth area? Um, well, the Duluth area is a tremendous rental market right now. The right. vacancy rates yeah. are like historic lows. I mean, you can't. Yeah, right. Uh, That's what I'm saying. The vacancy rate is so low. It's the same thing down here. So you've got the, the, the impact of the high cost of living and stuff. And, and um, you know, these, these <laughs> there's a lot of them that are just, well, we're going to raise the rent anyway. And they're forcing people out. And, it, I mean, geez, it's, it's, it's quite an impact. Um, and it, it's. You know, the other thing, I don't know if you've read this, but, and I think this is going to gonna line right up with it. There's a lot of areas in the country that aren't doing the, 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 the small um, investor who is like Airbnb, right? There are a lot of communities in the country because of, you know, the, the, the economy right now where the Airbnb market is so flat um, that these and, and with the way they bought them in the high, high watermark um, and their expenses are so much that, you know, if they have a they have a month where they have one or two rentals um, in any given month, it, it, it almost it really impacts their profitability and their longevity. You know, there's they're saying that this might be a small wave of, you know, like people having to sell their their their. Airbnb is because you know they just don't get the the traffic that they did you know the after the pandemic when you know everybody seemed to have flush with money so a lot of interesting things that are working on the American American housing front well a couple things here Jim first of all the National Association of Home Builders they released some of their new data last week and and this is new home construction Single-family rentals made up 6% of all new homes built in 2022. That's more than twice the historical share. I believe that. So there is a lot. And, you know, obviously we don't see a lot of that type of development up here in the Twin Ports. But you look across the country and, you know, there's, they're obviously focusing on the Sunbelt states. Um, where they're doing this, um, th- this to me is there's a, 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 a there could be a couple things at play here, Jim, and I really don't know what it is. I haven't seen any data, I haven't seen any statistics, but we all know what's been going on with um, the uh, our border states and the influx of people that have been coming into this country, and it's in the millions. Yeah, it is. You know, and and. You, you know what, as you're bringing these people in and the government is supporting them, they're giving them money, they're giving them all this type of stuff, they've got to have a place to live. 
they've got to have a place to live. I mean, we're, you know, they're not, it's not like they're setting up encampments where these people are like squatting or camping or doing anything like that. So I think if you look at the reality of, of the situation, when you talk about millions of anything, that's a lot. And when it comes to people, people in the millions and, and housing, guess what? They need a place to live. And if they're if, if they're not migrating up into uh, other states and they're they're focusing on some of these southern states, uh, obviously I think there's been a significant amount of apartment complexes that have been built over the last several years. Uh, you know, but but the fact that we're seeing this push of of single family homes and then becoming rentals rentals. That to me could indicate that well, okay, they've got they've got this plan. They know there's a need out there for this, and they're going to do it. But the other part of this, Jim, is these these people that are coming into this country and they're being subsidized by the government. Who's paying the rent? Yeah. Okay, so I don't think these large bankers and these corporations. You take BlackRock, you take Vanguard, you take uh, now J.P. Morgan that they're getting in. There's some insider stuff that's going on. I'm just super convinced of it. And, oh, I am too. Um, I am too. Um, and so this could be a situation where these guys are buying these houses and guess who ends up paying the mortgages on these things? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a sad you know, thing. And then and then we've got our own we've got our own homeless problem here where where you know those people can't seem to be helped. You know, in, well, in many I, I, instances. There's always a per- going to be a percentage of people that don't want help. They just don't want it. Right. No, you I know, agree with that. I, yep. I, I think when you look at homelessness and the situation that goes on in every community, you know, first of all, up here in the Twin Ports, I think the Twin Ports has done um, an absolute, they do a good job with that. And they, they do make an effort and they do have a focus on, on trying to provide housing uh, to, to the homeless. And I, I, I think that's a, that's a worthy cause. I really do. Um, but some people just don't want it. You know, they're going to go out and they don't want the help and, and you know, whatever. But when you look at these trends that are going on, Jim, and you see uh, the amount of money that these big uh, lenders, corporations are pouring into this thing, I just, I I shake my head sometimes and say, yeah, they know something. (laughs) They know something's going on because they're not doing this stuff for free. They're not doing this uh, to, uh, uh, as a a goodwill gesture to, to, uh, uh, you, you know, to help humanity or, or whatever it is. So it'll be interesting to watch as we get data on this, how this develops and what goes on. But I think this is a huge interesting fact. And I think the fact that the, that that they're building these new homes with these, what I would consider uh, uh, deed restrictions, that they have to remain rentals to me, wow, that's a significant issue. Well, and I, I totally agree with that. And I, and I think that... Um... <clears throat> You know, when they're in charge of their own community, they can make their own rules. You know, if they're going to build their own community of, of rental sure. homes, I mean, if they decide that they want to sell it as an entire package, you know, they certainly can do that, you know. Um, but, wow, it, I think it's going to impact, you know, like I say, the, the American dream quite significantly. And, you know, we haven't even talked about the local investor Who's buying up, you know, some rentals and, you know, is, is plugging along? Um, you know, they're going to have to compete with, you know, big conglomerates in, in, in some of these 
in some of these areas, and especially like you said, around the Sun Belt, and and we're feeling it here. I mean, there is a there is an apartment complex that's probably about mm, probably four miles away from my house. I, I should count the buildings, but I want to say that there's eight buildings um, that are you know five stories high each, um, and they've got a whole swath of garages, and I mean they've got a big piece of land, but these things are becoming more and more and more and more common. And the thing that I read about in the in the in the paper down here is the communities down here are, are trying to fight back and say we don't want that much density, you know, in our in our quiet little town. But I think the fact of the matter is is we're going to get it. We're going to get that density. Um, it's going to happen because it already is happening. All right, Gary, we're up on our break here. We'll we'll be right back, folks. You're st- tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here. Um, folks, if you want to talk to me about real estate, give me a call at 218-348-7653, and I can help you with um, All Questions Florida. And Mr. Callagher, why don't you uh, give out your digits? I'm up here in the Twin Ports at 218-390-0615. Jim, I want to put a shout out there looking for a couple of specific properties uh, if anybody is selling uh, uh, multifamily units, uh, I have uh, buyers that are looking for those. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a duplex or a triplex. It can be, you know, apartment buildings, those types of things. Um, uh, so if you have anything like, like that, I'm at 218-390-0615. And also have some need for some single-family home on the outskirts of Duluth. Uh, you know, it could be Proctor, Hermantown, um, Twig. Uh, Lakewood, all of those areas up in there, and uh, uh, or it could be within the city limits, but they have some people that are moving into town, and they'll be up here next spring, and they're starting to look at homes now. So it's not J.P. Morgan? <laughs> no, it's not. It, it's not <laughs> J.P. Morgan. I don't think they're going to be up here. They want, they want warm weather. They want the warm weather climate. <laughs> all right. Jim, um, go ahead. One of the big things that we deal with up here at this time of year is... Uh, Heating our homes, home heating, and yep. uh, comfort levels, and those types of things. And uh, there's been a number of of uh, advances when it comes to the options that are available for people that are are, are uh, looking to heat their home. And uh, traditionally, Jim, we've up here in this market, we've had um, fuel oil, uh, city gas, uh, maybe wood as as what I guess I would call the traditional ways of heating your home, you know, but with uh, this, the uh, staggering uh, cost of fuel and fuel oil now, uh, obviously our city utilities are always seem to be going up and uh, yeah, they do. I, uh, off the, uh, uh, just off the subject real quick here. I have a, a friend that lives out in Pennsylvania and uh, he was, was talking to him recently and he said that the local electric company that it's uh, out in that uh, Eastern corridor, Philadelphia area, They've risen the electric rates 38% alone this year. Yeah, they're doing the same thing 38. in California. Um, and down here, they want to raise the electric rates too. And, they're, and, and man, yeah, it, it's going on all over the place. So I think there's a, a, a push to look for alternative ways or, or some options for people to heat their homes. And I think up here in the Twin Ports, we've certainly begun to see 
some of that happen. And when you look at what some of the options are, obviously I think solar is probably far and away the, the biggest push for people to, to, uh, uh, to get uh, off the electrical grid and to um, supplement their, um, their um, electrical, whether, whether they heat with electric or not is, is one of the other things. But uh, that's an option for people. Um, some of the other things, Jim, though, that, that we're seeing is, is uh, heat pumps. You know, people are you've you've started to see people put heat pumps in their homes. Now, obviously, those those are are generally speaking uh, heated with electric. Um, but but then we have some other options where you have uh, some advances in wood stoves, pellet stoves like seem you. to be a, a big option. You've got some of these external wood fired home heating systems right. to where you, got you have. You've got geothermal has certainly be, become an option, uh, and so there are a number of things that that have gone on over the past, you know, say ten to fifteen years. But I think there's becoming a, a much bigger push for that. Uh, and then some of the things that you know, I you know, you, I know people are big into wood heat up here because it's wood is so abundant up here, and it, and wood heat is just it's great. You know, I mean, it's it's a dry heat, so you want to keep your house humid, or or you want to look at that. That you know, keep you know, you want to you don't want it too dry. You know, that doesn't help. You know, for your um, how your body feels and everything. But it's a very warm heat. But one of the big drawbacks to wood heat, Jim, is this: if you have neighbors, you generate a lot of smoke. Oh yeah. And depending on which way the wind blows. If you're doing, if your primary source of heat is wood, and you're blowing it into the neighbor's house, that can get kind of annoying. And so I think you have to be conscious of of that if you're going to like, you know, really use wood as your primary source of heat. But uh, you know, I've, I've, we've certainly seen some of those issues. But I think geothermal, like you mentioned, is also becoming a big, big. Uh, uh, you're seeing a push for that, and it's, well, it's I always thought, an option. I always thought that that you know back back when I was selling up there that that was a huge future um, investment that that was gonna that was gonna come back, you know, because the way you can and and the, the way you can heat your house and how inexpensive it is, it it, it has to add to the value at least the desirability for a future buyer. So yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, Gary, I think geothermal is get... good, but you know I don't think it. it you know you're not going to get like a 75. You know, be able to get your temperature your house up to 75 or 70. It, it's it's hard to get the the actual temperature up in the winter time. I think it's a really good yeah. source. So well, they it's um, kind of like um, they they usually have supplemental, right? It, yes, um, yes. They, they an extra little push. So if it if it gets it up to you know like 65 degrees. Then you know the 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 backup only has to you know grab that extra five degrees, you know, or even if it's sixty, it has to it has to impact that final you know eight degrees, ten degrees, or whatever where you want to heat your house. So the savings are still very significant. Gary, I want to let you know we have the same issue down here, right? The electric bill is um, it, it actually um, I was angry about it a little bit until I until I did read about what other states and what other people are paying in, you know, kind of the Sun Belt, and yeah, we're still pretty cheap down here. Um, utilities all, all, all around are, are, are very affordable compared to 
to other communities. It's just that they, they weren't what they used to be. Um, I made the mistake of um, I was looking online. I was I was um, researching some. I was going to put solar panels on my roof because you know I have to. My whole roof is going to be replaced, and um, it might be three months out because so many other people need their roof replaced because of the hurricane. So I was looking into solar and and um, I read an interesting article and, and it said, do you want more information? You know, and I did that. Oh Lord, guess what happened? Jealous. I have every solar dealer in this, <laughs> in this area, in, in from Georgia. For, I mean, uh, my phone went absolutely bonkers. I bet you I got 25 calls. Um, and you just did a search online and all I did a search online it. and it said, do you want more information? You know, and then you had to click the terms and conditions, right? Which is where all that, oh man. Yeah. So they're all calling me like crazy. And if you don't answer the first time, they keep calling back and now they're texting me. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So well, Jim, you can block those calls. You have a little option on your phone where you say you can block this number. You can do that. Okay. Thanks. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just saying it was a mistake. I, no, I know it's amazing that yeah. what goes on. In, I should have just uh, went and you know find out. You know, there are many people that have solar in here, and I can find out who the reputable people are around here, and then go to their company or talk to them directly. So. I, yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Uh, I finally. Well, you did, but you deal with a whole different spectrum of right. what we deal with up here. Where you know we're up here trying to heat ourselves, you're down there trying to cool yourself right. off, and so it's it, it, the options. I, I think are, are also becoming not plentiful, but I think that there are some options when you look at it from that angle as well for home cooling or comfort level as as. You know, as a new buzz, buzzword, uh, housing comfort levels. Right. Uh, you know, to to cool yourself. Yeah. Well, we have a we have a, a a solar community down here that I believe it was on sixty minutes, um, and um, you know, they have, I don't know, it must be a hundred acres of solar panels, uh, and that was the only community during the hurricane, by the way, that didn't lose their power. Uh, they they didn't have one solar panel lift off in in the hurricane. They all stayed put. I mean, so yeah, there's there's some big things to say about solar. Um, anyway, we got about another minute and a half here, Mr. Callagher, on this segment. Well, I think it's just important that if people are, especially if you're building a new home, you know, I, I you know, explore some of these options that are available. And some of the cost to install while you're building isn't that significant. And I know when we built our home, one of the things that we did was we put the infrastructure in for a generator. And I think you're starting to see some of that as well, these big home right. uh, generator units. And, and we don't have the big generator unit, but I do have a generator. And it, and it was just so easy and seamless to, to be able to, you know, when we have lost our power a couple of times, to go out, get the generator going, plug it in, flip the switch inside, and, and we're able to... Um, keep you know one of the big things is we live below the city uh sewer line so we have a, a what they call a grind pump it has to be right. forced up uh, upwards and we need to keep that running because when you lose your power if you can't run water or do anything like that 
that's kind of a, a big issue. And Little so, important uh, thing. Yeah, I got it. Kind yeah. of important. Um, well, but, after this uh, hurricane, they're, they're selling those generators like crazy. You know, people are well, preparing for the next one like it's going to happen tomorrow. And the last one we had was 15 years ago. You know, yeah, so. I, I looked into the stock of what one of the big ones called Generac. Oh yeah, like, right. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. That was pretty. That's amazing how what the the price of that stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you there. All right, Mr. Kelly, we got to take one more break, and then let's let's come back. And um, there's a lot of little things that you can do to keep your house more efficient in the winter time, both up there and down here, and a lot of them are the same. So, folks, hang in there. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hey, welcome back to the final segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Mr. Kelliger, please give out your phone number one more time. Uh, I'm at 218-390-0615. And down here in Florida, you can reach me at 218-348-7653. All right, Gary. So um, we were talking about making your home a little more energy efficient as the bills are going to start to go up. Um, we had an energy audit here. You know, we were trying to find where our air conditioning was escaping um, and how to make things more efficient. And, you know, I found it really funny that one of the things that they, they advocate here, um, just like they do up north, of course, is insulation. Um, and we fortunately have enough insulation um, in, our, in our attic, uh, so that's fine. Our walls are insulated. But guess what isn't insulated? Our outlet covers. Oh, and, interesting. Um, I, you can buy a pack of four of them. They're still cheap. They're like, I, I think I paid like $2.50 maybe for a, pa or a pack of eight of them. And all you have to do is you take off, your, you take off the cover for your outlet, the one little screw. Um, and these things are, they're just a little insulator jacket that fits right, right behind it. And um, he said you would be shocked how much air conditioning you're losing through your outlets, how inefficient it can be. And that reminded me that up there in the Northland, when they were building the newer houses, when you know, um, what's the rating where they the the energy rating on the houses up the there? The R value. Well, but there's um, there's a whole home that's uh, I can't think of what it is. That where the whole home is supposed to be as in, as as tight as it can be, but still breathe. I can't remember the term for it, but anyway, it had a rating that the, the builders could brag about. One of the things that they concentrate on is those openings on outside walls, so outlets, light fixtures, um, you know, light fixture covers where you switch it on, the light fixtures itself where they permeate into the house is they insulate behind those and they seal those so they're airtight. And it was, it's amazing how you can improve your efficiency just by, you know, doing that. So there's my little tip. How about you? Well, no, that's a big one, Jim. And you come up here in the Twin Ports area when we get these uh, sub-zero temperatures and you can put your hand over light yeah. switches uh, and, and you can feel the cold air coming in. So that's, that's yep. really significant. You can see daylight through some of the doors. Uh, you know, so so these are all things that are, I think are really important things for people to look at and consider, uh, you know, when if you're building a home, but even if you're buying an old home, because it makes a big difference on the efficiency of your home. And then you take, you know, a lot of the homes up here are very, very old and you've got some of the old windows and a lot of the windows, you know, 
pre-1940 that we have a, a lot of more than 80 years. CDAO 103.9, W2A, FBFM, one of our annual things that we've always done is we this is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth.